Okay, hello. So today I want to talk to you about something that I'm hoping is very relevant to a lot of people, and this has to do with job applications. So I'm currently helping somebody in my family, actually in my extended family, to get a job. They're actually in India, and they're trying to move to the U.S. and uh, they want to do that as way of getting a job. So you know, they get the job, then they get some kind of visa to come over, and then they want to figure out actually uh, moving to this country. But you know, moving is far away. The first step is to find a job who would actually uh, be willing to accept somebody from a different country. In in this case, India, and we'll see how this goes. But I think some of the sort of steps that I'm going to discuss here in this podcast episode is going to be relevant to anybody who is looking for a job. So anyway, the reason for making this episode uh, kind of concurrent to me helping out with this person is that I'm finding myself kind of discussing a lot of things with her um, that I think would be relevant to anybody looking for a job. And sometimes when you are trying to help one person, one very specific person, you think of a lot of more specific um, things to say that I might not think of if I were just trying to give general advice. So like here I might, I might get really specific, but I think specific is sometimes good. You know, like when I started to specifically look at her LinkedIn profile and her resume, I kind of came up with a lot of um, advice or, you know, comments really. It's not really advice. I mean, I would say that these are suggestions and comments. It's, it's kind of like if you showed me your resume or if you showed me your LinkedIn, what are the first comments that I come up with? And, and some of that, um, at this point, I'm quite practiced at like looking at a LinkedIn and a resume and kind of forming forming uh, an opinion slash collecting some some thoughts about what could be improved. And I feel like um, looking at a specific person's profile would would allow me to do that. So by all means, if you want me to take a look at your LinkedIn and or your resume, uh, you should definitely get in touch with me. Uh, I'm gonna go over what I uh, discussed with this. Um, cousin that I'm helping. So anyway, so I looked at her resume earlier and I kind of, I, I remembered some stuff from that resume, but then I actually reached out. So first, first things first, how you get a job is you try to understand who in your network can give you advice that is specific to the type of role that you're looking for. So this person I'm helping out with, she is, uh, she works at a bank it's an international bank and she already does something that's kind of like in in my uh, understanding and, and my understanding is in no way perfect because I am not in banking and I don't understand all this. But basically what I understood from her um, from like sort of her background was like something like fraud analysis, like, you know, like I guess when people are trying to. Um, pull a fast one with their with the like credit card fraud or something she might be involved in something like that so when i was talking to my extended family and kind of hearing that she wants a job um i kind of heard a little bit about what she does and basically this uh light bulb went on in my in another part of my brain saying that um i actually know somebody else in my network who also does something like that. And she's actually a friend of mine and she works in California. And um, um, I know that she also does fraud analysis. So it's it's basically 
with like, before you kind of start sending out these applications and you start applying to hundreds and hundreds of places, which you know you might still end up applying to a lot of places. But what I'm trying to say is, it's always good to start with very specific. Like, okay, I want to do this role. Do I know somebody who already does that role? And then basically leveraging that other person's uh, like position. Like, you know, like if I already know somebody who has a job in this kind of work in the country of the United States, um, I can maybe find another person find that same kind of job, maybe in that same company even, or even if it's not in the same company, you know, people who work in that type of field might know other people who also do that type of work. And there you go, right? So basically some kind of formal or informal referral would be uh, the way to go. So I would not recommend, like I strongly recommend that you do not just apply to places. You should find people who work in companies, in countries where you want to be working and then network with them, ask them questions and allow that to help you uh, with your process of finding the job. I think that could be a lot, a lot more focused and specific um, and it might really help you to actually end up with a job. And that's how I have actually always uh, got a job myself. Like so far, any job I have held uh, is, well, I will say any job outside of academia. So until academia, it was always, um, it was not through networking that I got you know, into grad school or anything like that. But um, now in, in the real world, outside of academia, uh, I always got referred that that's how that's, that's generally my way of getting a job. And I, I would say to you as well to utilize that way of getting a job. Anyway, so that's the first thing. So before anything, before I even do anything with the resume and the LinkedIn, I was like, okay, let me think in my friend group, is there anybody who also does fraud analysis? And if so, I'm going to message them um, and figure out like how maybe their company is hiring. And sure enough, so I actually reached out to my friend and she said, my team is actually hiring right now. And um, I think they will consider hiring abroad as long as she's willing to move here. So this is actually my friend Amanda. Um, and I, I'm like, I actually did not take her permission. Uh, so maybe I'll make sure that she's okay with this. But, um, you know, assuming that she is, which I'll message her before I publish this episode. Um, it was really nice that, you know, she was like, wow, yeah, my someone's um, like they're hiring in my company. So basically, you never know what, what might click. Like I was just taking a shot. Like I was like, okay, I have a cousin who's looking for a fraud analysis type of job. I have a friend who does that job right now in a company. You know, what do you know? Like it's lucky or whatever, but they are actually hiring right now. Now, that's not to say that the cousin will definitely get a job in this company uh, or not, but it's, it's an opening. It's, it's basically a conversation, a way to network. And I think it could lead to something. It's better than nothing. So that's how I got started is to connect them, connect, connect the two people who um, don't know each other, but basically uh, they, they have something in common, even though they might be in different countries. Um, anyway, whatever. So um, the next thing is, so then I started to, I actually got them connected on LinkedIn. So I got them connected on LinkedIn and then, you know, then they also know each other's profiles. Like if the, my cousin ends up applying, then my friend uh, knows 
like who this person is and maybe my friend can talk to her boss and her company and see if like they might ha- you know if this would work out or not and they'll interview they'll still go through the process and everything I, like i know that nothing is like magically going to work out it's all it's still a process but at least we can kind of channel our efforts in the right direction is 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 the way um i think referrals work so anyway um my friend actually told me that her companies don't her company does not formally do referrals but um still informally she might be able to uh let her let her company know that you know this person is applying so anyway um after that i started to look at my cousin's linkedin um and these are some of the comments that i gave her so let's see so i told her that she should wait um on the referral because at that time i did not yet know that um you know my friend wasn't going to be able to formally refer because that's not a process in her company but in a lot of companies i will have you know a uh, referral is a process and the person who refers actually might even get a bonus uh for referring and especially if that person does get hired so this is absolutely a benefit and something that you should keep in mind like when you're asking someone to refer you in the end they actually might even get paid some money for that so don't feel shy about uh about getting a referral so i actually asked like if there was going to be a referral opportunity because this is really an opportunity for both parties the person who is referring and the person who is getting referred so keep that in mind so i actually so this is something for you to remember like if you are getting referred or you you can find somebody in your network who can find you a referral then you should wait for that referral uh way of applying like don't just go ahead and apply to the link the normal link uh if there was a referral process you would want to wait for that referral link to come and then you apply through that and that's how that referral process would further um get solidified and actually work out you know cuz especially in really big companies i know when i was working at buzal and hamilton when we were referring you had to apply through that referral link you couldn't just apply to the normal job opening because that would not uh quite work out the same way like the referral wouldn't work and so if you want to leverage your referral i would hold tight and actually do it through the referral so but now in this case since there was not a, a formal referral process that's that's fine it doesn't matter but if it does you should wait so that's the first point The next thing is like before you apply um you should definitely straighten out like you should definitely polish up your LinkedIn and your resume cuz most I mean job applications you're going to have to have a resume like in PDF form to be able to attach to your application so that's like a given but also i think nowadays i mean linkedin is so important you want to have like linkedin might be like the first kind of like profile that they look at like what they might look you up on linkedin or look you up on google and your if your linkedin comes up and hopefully it does um that's kind of like their first view of you as an applicant and and linkedin is really really important for personal branding so basically think of it as uh you're making your first impression so like um nowadays you know with all these online tools like people don't have to wait for for that virtual interview or like to see you in person to make their first impression of you they can make their first impression of you from your online presence and linkedin is your way to do that so 
I would definitely work on your LinkedIn before you apply. Because the moment you apply, the moment you hit submit, that means that your application is out there. They know about you or they potentially know about you and they could be looking you up on LinkedIn. And if your LinkedIn looks like garbage, then they see garbage and they will not be impressed. And there is your first impression completely uh, wasted on being a bad impression when it could have been a good impression. So, you know, polishing up your LinkedIn, I think is very, very important. So when I looked at um, my cousin's LinkedIn, I just found like on a very quick glance, okay, my cats are fighting. So if you hear that, that's what's happening. Um, But moving on. So, oh my God. Okay. So quick glance at my LinkedIn, uh, at her LinkedIn told me that she had a couple of typos. So I would suggest getting something like Grammarly. Um, So I have the free version of Grammarly and it does help me get any kind of Fuji. Okay. They're good. Um, It does help me with spelling mistakes and grammar mistakes. And it's, it's completely free. It's a plugin with Google Chrome for me. And whenever I'm typing, it tells me about like spelling mistakes and grammar mistakes that I'm making so that then I'm, I don't have like a lot of mistakes in the, in the writing that I'm putting up online. So LinkedIn, this is serious business. Like if you misspell on LinkedIn, well, people think you can't spell or something, or at least they know for sure that you didn't care enough to kind of like double check or proofread your LinkedIn profile. And I'm saying that your LinkedIn profile is basically your published online profile that anybody can read. And if it's available, it it is a good thing if, if, if they can find it and read it, because that would be their first impression of you. And you have in your power to make that impression be a good one by just being better at it. Right. So that's why I'm going to help you. So first things first, just like, just get Grammarly, you know, proofread your, um, like whatever you're putting up on LinkedIn, like make sure there are no spelling mistakes. Um, and then I saw, okay, so I'm going to give you exactly the specific things that I saw with her. And if it applies to you, take the advice, if not, you know, move on. So what I saw was that she had a publication but she did, not, she did not have a link to it. So she had the title of the publication, but she did not link to it. So if I would highly recommend, like if you do have publications, first of all, put them on LinkedIn. Like there's no need to keep them secret. It's a good thing that you have publications and you should put them up on, uh, you should, you know, first of all, mention them in LinkedIn, fill out all the fields that they ask you for publications. There is a section for publications, fill it out and actually link to the publication. Because, you know, if someone gets interested in your publication or they, first of all, they might be impressed that you have one and then they, they, they try to go read it and they can't, it's kind of lame. So link to the publication. So for a lot of my publications, what I do is I link to my archive uh, link, which is the free preprint version of my publications. And that way they, they're not, you know, looking at a paywall when they go to my publications link. Uh, they can see what that, like basically they should be able to read your paper, like ideally. So it turns out she said that her paper was not actually uh, available as a soft copy. So then, then, then I suggested that, well, if you can't link to your paper, uh, if it's just a paper that you wrote, uh, for, for like a project or like a semester of something like a final project or whatever. And it's not like a publication, um, like per se, like it's not really public public. Then what I would do is that, well, here's a great opportunity to make it public. Like you could actually publish on LinkedIn, like LinkedIn has 
an article feature so you can actually write an article on linkedin and publish on linkedin and there you go like there is your publication right there right so the more you make content on linkedin that also helps with your personal branding like it tells people who you are what do you care about what do you work on okay you have a publication great but what is it like what if i want to read it you know like it just helps like you have to take LinkedIn seriously. I know that people, I mean, all you guys, I mean, you probably have a Facebook, a TikTok, I don't know, Snapchat. LinkedIn, that's your personal branding for, you know, as a professional. Like that's your that's your profile that that people might be looking at for for jobs and stuff. So I would take that very seriously and put up your accomplishments. A publication, for example, is an accomplishment. Even if it's a very informal type of publication, there's no harm in that. Like the more you can share with the world about some good work that you did, the better. It's fine. Like just publish it as an article on LinkedIn. Then you have an article on LinkedIn and that helps you as well. Next thing I saw with her was, let me see how I'm doing on time. Okay, 16 minutes. Um, the next thing I saw was her profile picture. So the profile picture is also, of course, the first glimpse at this, you know, at, at this person for the first time. All these people, they're not your friends, that they they don't know you, no, they don't know you yet. So they don't know what, what a fun person you are. They don't know you personally. They have never met you. With your profile picture on LinkedIn is your way of making that first impression. Um and, and basically looking professional or fun or whatever. Actually, I think what people should do is that they should kind of portray themselves as this professional who is also capable of having fun. I think that that helps the most. So what I suggested was that, you know, her profile picture, you, you should change it to a more professional looking one because I think she had something that was kind of, it, you can tell that she was probably just hanging out with her friends and it was like probably in a restaurant or something. And like she, uh, the way... The pose was kind of, it was, it was fine. It was a fine picture. So that's not the problem. The problem is that it wasn't professional. It didn't really portray her as a professional. So what I would suggest is uh, look professional, look like you're going to work. And then I think natural background, natural lighting, like being outdoors would help a lot. So this is some, this is advice that I've also gotten myself from other people, like when I joined the Cheeky Scientist group. And I think it just works well where you want to have a professional headshot. Like it doesn't actually have to be taken by a professional, although that's recommended. Like if you can have a friend or a professional photographer who uh, takes good pictures, take a headshot of you. I think those types of headshots, like where you would look, I don't know, like you should look like a big deal right? Like, it's fine. I get it. I think, like, I understand that people might be like, well, this is who I am. And like, what's wrong with this, right? But like, the problem is that if you don't work on this kind of branding, then you don't make that first, like, oh my God, you know, she's so awesome. Like that wow impression. If you don't make people go wow, they're not going to give you the job. And even if they did, they might not pay you as much as they would if you did look wow in your professional portrait, in your professional headshot, right? So like, I'm just saying like, don't like, there should be no stones unturned for this, right? Like just, just, um, just do this. I think it will, it'll help. And uh, uh, yeah, anyway, so 
that's that was my next big one is that professional the the profile picture has to be much better has to be very different it has to be a professional looking photo like probably with you in a whatever you would wear to work and then outdoor those are my two requirements okay so um yeah and then and and then no weird posing like just smile i think it is important to smile um but you know smile like a professional like a fun loving professional okay okay so um what did i say next what else um i said definitely update linkedin before applying do not like you know think that oh let me apply with this link and then i'll update my uh, linkedin later on that 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 is not how you play this game um and then i said uh change that picture soon and I, yeah, so I said uh, work clothes against a green background. And I actually said, so then she actually changed it to another uh, picture, but it was a picture of her full body. So it was not a, a headshot. So that doesn't work. So if, if the picture is your full body, then in that little um, circle of the LinkedIn profile picture, it's not going to show your face um, as clearly, as easily. And that's not what we want. Like it's it's your face uh, maybe down to the shoulders. That's that's what's important, right? Not the full body. Um, so 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 yeah. Really, it's a professional looking headshot in an outdoor environment. That that is what I would recommend. Okay. Next, what did I say? Da, 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 da. Oh yeah, big one. Big one is I said to change the headline. So a lot of people's headline just says whatever role or position they're doing at the moment. Like say they are a student at NC State University, they might put student at NC State University in their professional headline. If they're like working as a manager in some bank, that might be their headline. Well, that's a garbage headline. I'm sorry to inform you. Um, but, you know, it's fine. Like, it's fine that we're talking about this now because you can improve this. Like, you can just, this takes two seconds, go into your headline and edit it. So what I said was, you got to put, um, so like, okay, so she had manager in her um, job title and that was also in her headline. And what I said was, leader is a better word. So rather than manager, leader, supervisor, so what I would say is for people who are managers, you want to highlight yourself as a leader, but also I'm not saying to get rid of the managing, like, you know, managers just sounds uh, worse than leader. So I would, I would say leader, but then I would also highlight how you serve as a supervisor because not everybody is a supervisor. Not everybody has to deal with people. So if you are supervising people, I would find a way to highlight that in your resume and your LinkedIn but in your headline, you should probably call yourself a leader. So then, you know, she was doing uh, like, you know, fraud analysis, right? So I said, you should, you know, put something like leader in fraud analysis, something like that. So that's, that's what I suggested. Um, and then what you want to do is you want to put a number of things. So you can actually look at my LinkedIn if you want. Um, I'm not saying that my LinkedIn is perfect. For example, I don't have a professional headshot done. I just, I do have a headshot, but I took it myself. And basically that picture I, I updated uh, or after I already had my job. So, but not that it's not, 
not that that's an excuse. However, I think you could look at my LinkedIn for the professional headline. So basically what I do is I say physics PhD, then I do a little emoji uh, with something physics-y in it. Then I say research physicist at Department of the Air Force. Um, then another emoji. Then I say best-selling author, content creator. So basically I kind of put multiple roles in there in the headline and I separate them, them with the emojis. So you can be fun in your headline. You can use like a little bar like that vertical bar to separate your different roles, or you can uh, use emojis like I do. I, I think people generally like my headlines. So if you want to steal mine or, you know, do something like what I do, I, I just go for it. Like, I think it really helps. And for her, what I said was, if you can't, you know, if you, if you have a lot of roles, like, you know, for example, I am a physics PhD. I do work as a research physicist and I do books and I can't create content. So since I do have multiple roles, I kind of didn't have more space to do more about myself, but you can also do more if you have the space, for example, uh, foodie or travel enthusiast, you can put those types of things in there as well in the professional headline, because that tells people who you are, what kind of person you are, um, and helps to introduce you and humanize you. So you should put that as well in the professional headline. And another thing I uh, suggested to her was she should put open to relocate in her professional headline with the O capital and the R capital. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. I said, put a hobby in there too. Like, what do you do? Like doing something like avid reader or travel enthusiast in the headline, because that's needed to humanize you. I said, um, you know, say you're look, you know, trying to save space. I said instead of and like a n d and, you can put the ampersand sign instead, and that saves some space and also keeps it succinct. Um, and then I said that you can put the open to relocate. So especially if you are open to relocate, you should put that in your headline, and that will help you to get. Um, you know, in the LinkedIn search results, when people are looking for people uh, for jobs, recruiters, when recruiters are, are looking to hire people, that open to relocate thing in your professional headline will help you to come up in search results. So please put that in there as well. And she has done that. After I suggested it, she has gone ahead and done that, which is good. Okay. Other things I said, um, was that under each job, so she had a number of roles that she has worked already under each job. Like I, sometimes, you know, I see people and I, I'm guilty of this myself where we don't really put a lot of description of what we're doing, what we're contributing in each of these roles, but you want to fill those out, like make your LinkedIn profile, a complete profile. Like I want to be seeing, we want to be seeing all-star profile at the end of this, right? So actually put down the descriptions for each role bulleted, you can use content from your resume too to fill these sections out. And, and you know, I, I've worked on LinkedIn profiles for some of my friends and I basically use their um, resumes, what I do to get this information, to put in the, the sections describing your work and everything. So, and the next thing is under awards and recognition, you can put things like if you were promoted, that's that goes under awards and recognition. If you got scholarships in school, that goes under awards and recognition. If you um, had like a tuition covered, like say I went to graduate school and 
you know, my tuition throughout graduate school was covered by the school and I was paid a stipend. That actually, I put that under my awards and recognition. So fill out even a section like awards and recognition. Sometimes people might kind of think like, oh, that's not needed. But no, you want to brag about these things. You want to actually talk about your accomplishments and have a well-rounded profile. So put that in there for sure. Um, let's see. And then, yeah, like I was saying, I said, mention how many people you oversee. Supervisor role is very important to highlight. Working with people experience is super helpful. You know, so uh, if you have that, like if you do oversee people, if you do supervise people, you have to find a way to highlight this type of work. Like you should make that a bullet of its own or something in that particular work section and really, really talk about how you affect other people, how you supervise people. That is not something that everybody does or has. So you will stand out if you have that. Um, okay. And then, yeah, again, make sure there are no typos, which if you get Grammarly, that will help a lot. Um, okay. Yeah. And lastly, I saw, so I asked her to write out, write out her summary. Right. And what I saw was like, it was kind of short. Like she had just put some commas of like some stuff, what you want is your summary is like you introducing yourself. Like think of about, about like an elevator pitch, like two minutes about yourself. Actually write out the sentences, like write out the paragraphs about you um, in the summary and put that in your LinkedIn profile. Because, you know, if somebody does like your profile, like the first impression with your profile pic and the headline, if those are good, they will read your summary. So if your summary is shit, at that point, you know, you've lost them. So definitely do the work to write out the summary as well. Like don't, don't neglect these different parts of the profile um, is what I would say. Like every section needs to be filled out and, and, and just like, you know, do the work. And I think you'll see, you'll see that your search results like, or basically how much you show up in search results will change. Um, and, and you'll get more attention on LinkedIn and you might, you might actually, you'll actually have people, um, approaching you to apply to their jobs. Cause that's what, that's what happens to me. And I'm not even saying my profile is perfect, but, uh, at this point, if I wanted to get a job, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't really even apply, uh, without a referral first of all. And, and it might even be because they approached me, you know? So, okay. Um, those are some tips that I discussed with my cousin, as far as LinkedIn profile goes, the next thing is with resume, and this is probably a little specific to a resume from India, but what I noticed was that she had her gender and date of birth on her resume, and those are not needed at all if you are applying or um, you know making a resume for the U.S., so I would remove those. So let me see. I did mention to her, let's see, let me make sure that I... Where did I say? Sorry. Give me one second. Oh, yeah. Yes. Remove gender and date of birth. Then I noticed her phone number, right? So her phone number is 10 digits. But say you are from India and you're applying to a company in the U.S., they need to be able to call you and they might not know like those extra numbers that they need to dial in order to uh, get to India. So like, I think it's like 01191 and then the 10 digits. So you need to put that in your 
resume, like the completely dialable phone number that they can just start dialing and they will be able to reach you, put that phone number on your resume. You know what I mean? Like make it very easy to access you, give them the email that you actually check, you know, the phone number that they can actually dial and, and get to you. Don't put your gender, don't put your date of birth. Okay. Um, okay. And the next thing I saw was, so she had her educational institutions in the resume. She had her school and college and university, all that. And, and something that we want there is location. So, you know, everybody in India might know where a certain school is, but like in the U S people don't know where these things are. So you want to put, um, like in her case, Kolkata, India was like, you know, she's from the city Kolkata and it's in the country, India. You want to put that uh, type of location information in there as well, just so that people are not in the dark about like, where is this institution that, you know, this person has uh, allegedly, you know, got gotten this degree from. Like, it's just like, you know, for international applications, you just have to be really clear and uh, kind of understand like what information is expected to be provided. And I'm just trying to kind of bridge that gap. I know for resumes here, we always put uh, the location of the institution, whether it's educational or for your job. So add location to your work stuff as well. Um, Also, one thing for your resume is like, especially if you're trying to cross borders, like come over to the US from India or somewhere else, you want to like if you work in a multinational or an international company already, I would highlight that in your resume because like there's a lot of companies and the company where you're going, people might not necessarily know that the company you're working at currently is like what kind of company it is. They might not have heard about it because there's so many companies and we can't know all about every company. So you know your company really well and you might take for granted that other people also know about it. So if it's like a multinational blah, blah, blah company doing blah, blah, blah thing, you want to actually put that somewhere in your resume, especially for an international applicant, because um, in this part of the world, they might not know as well where you're coming from, like what that company really does. So you want to, you want to put that in your resume as well. Um, yeah. And then I basically kind of reiterated that the LinkedIn summary is extremely necessary. And you can even think of this as like a little bit of a paragraph that some people have on their resumes up top. You can kind of uh, use some of that content and kind of personalize it more for the LinkedIn profile or even keep it personal in the resume for all I care, you know, uh, for the resume, it's very important to stand out. Like it's very important again, to make a good first impression. So whatever you need to do to do that, um, is what I would do. Okay. And then I think those are all the changes that I kind of thought about when I first saw her LinkedIn resume. And by the way, so I talked mainly about the LinkedIn today, Um, However, you should know that I have a resume template on my blog, howtophd.org slash blog. If you search for a resume, I have a template on there that you can just steal and use. It is using LaTeX, but it's also a great opportunity to learn LaTeX if you don't know that yet. And I do go through how that all works. And you can actually just like take this template for free and start working on it for your resume. And by the way, this resume has worked out. It has helped a lot of people already. So if you want to steal this template and use it for a one-page resume, um, that's what this is for. 
please do. And uh, what can I say? Good luck with everything. If you have any questions that I did not cover today, you know, feel free to message me. You can uh, sign up on my blog, howtophd.org slash blog. You can leave a comment on any of the posts. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and message me there. You can find me on LinkedIn and message me there because actually LinkedIn might be best because that way you also figure out, you know, can see my profile. So it's just Oindri Banerjee on LinkedIn. So this is Oindri Banerjee, O-I-N-D-R-E-E -E, space Banerjee, B-A-N-E-R-J-E-E. -E. So if you type that on LinkedIn's search, I should be coming up and you can look at my profile and see some of the things that I uh, was talking about. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can send a connection request. You can send a message with a question. And I'm happy to look at your LinkedIn profile um, once, once you uh, reach out. Okay, so that if you are looking for a job, if you're looking to maybe come from the U.S. or come from India to the U.S. or, or whatever, um, I'm happy to do the same thing for you as I am doing uh, for my cousin and, and some other friends as well. So happy to help. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Happy September. <laughs>